Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 105, Perspective. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey there, welcome back to Changeable. So I'm recording this episode in early July. And I think when you listen to this, I may be on an RV. We're really excited. We, we um, are going to visit my in-laws as we do every summer. Um, and they live in Wisconsin. But given uh, the state of the world, <laughs> we had been thinking a lot about kind of how we usually stay in a lot of hotels. And um, even when we're visiting them, we stay in a hotel and we eat out all the time and all of that good stuff. So we decided to rent an RV and we're going to have this giant RV. It's way bigger than what we need, but uh, we'll have it for a week and we're driving all over the place. We're doing a big loop, which we've done many times before through the upper peninsula of Michigan and then down through Wisconsin, going to visit families and go to um, go to a national park and do some fun stuff. So anyway, that's my, my summer vacay. So I want to say a little bit about uh, perspective. Now, I don't know if I should say this up front, but I just started, so I guess I'm going to say it. What I want to say about this is not new. Nothing I say ever is new. Um, it's, it's a conversation we've had before, but maybe in a slightly different way. And I think that's valuable. So it's like, I've talked often, maybe not that often, but at least at some point before about levels of consciousness. I actually know that I uh, talked about that in episode 25 and this is episode 105. So it's not that frequent, but uh, levels of consciousness kind of moving up and down and it's come up in many conversations how uh, we're, we're just seeing what we're seeing in any given moment and it's always changing, which we all know by now. But the way in which it's changing often is, I mean, one way we could look at it is is along this kind of continuum from taking the perspective or being in the seeing of things where we are in the middle of it and it's very concrete and maybe it's very complicated and there's so much stuff going on. So if you are in the middle of uh, cleaning out your basement, let's say, and you haven't cleaned your basement in years and you're surrounded by stuff. You know that point when you start cleaning and and it gets way messier than before you started cleaning <laughs> and you can start to see that you have hours and hours ahead of you and you're like, what did I get myself into? So you're sitting in the basement, let's say, just surrounded by stuff that now is going to need a new, more organized home and and there's a lot of detail to go through. You're seeing old pictures and old memories and cooking. My basement's full of like cooking equipment, which I don't know why we ever thought we needed all these different gadgets and things. But anyway, so you're like in the thick of all this physical stuff. You're very much in a sense of you and your life and what you've used in the past and what you might use in the future. And it's kind of a I just made this up, but it's kind of like a very dialed in, very me focused, very physical world focused kind of moment. 
right? And we're there all the time in so many different ways. Anytime something looks like a problem, we're there. We're as dialed in as you can get. We have kind of tunnel vision. That's what I mean by dialed in. We have this tunnel vision where we're very real. Our life is very real. Our problems are very real. And we're in our heads trying to fix them and figure them out. You could say that's a level of consciousness. It it is. I mean, these are all just labels we're giving to things. But we could talk about that as, as being in a kind of a lower level of consciousness or a more dialed in level of consciousness. But I don't know. I don't like to think of that as a lower level of consciousness because it isn't. Sometimes that's absolutely what's most helpful. Like we have to engage our mind and our identity and our focus and like be here in the moment in this physical world as these characters were playing, just be fully in them. So to say that it's a lower level of consciousness doesn't feel right because it's, it's not... Uh, it's perfect. It's absolutely what we need a lot of times, but it is a different level of consciousness, I guess. And it's definitely a different perspective. So if we think about it as just perspectives we take, sometimes we're in the perspective of us and our life and and what's right in front of us physically. Other perspectives sort of move on from there. You know, so so sometimes we're in a perspective where us is your personal identity, you're you, and and often, again, a lot of times this is what it feels like when we when we're engaged in a ton of thinking, or as we say, when we're more in our heads, it feels like it's us versus the rest of the world. If you had to put a versus on it. You know, like we just feel very separate. And I don't even mean that as a as an uncomfortable feeling either. But we're just very much in the perspective of us being this identity, which is very separate and different and unique from everyone else. Other times, we're still in us. We're still in an identity. You might still be trying to solve a problem or do something, you know, with physical matter in front of you. But but the me or the us widens a little bit. So sometimes it feels like you and your partner are are up against some other people or some forces or whatever, or it's your family versus others, or it's, you know, your city or your country or some other demographic or classification. So sometimes the perspective we take is still a very personal identity focused one, but the personal identity shifts. And from there, things are different. Not better, not worse, just different, you know? So so we're kind of sliding along that scale more and more. Other times, the us and the me and the we gets even bigger and bigger and bigger. And sometimes it kind of goes away. And we're not quite yet at this huge perspective where there is no separation and we're all one. That's where we're headed. Spoiler alert. I'm sure you could figure that out, but, but we're not quite there yet, but we're still in a place where it's like on the way to that, sometimes identity just doesn't even feel like a relevant concept. Like, what do you mean me, us, them, you know, sure you can jump in your other perspective and, and live from that place. Cause that's, that's where we're most, familiar. But 
but in a just a moment, you know, in your life. It's not like you're consciously or even on, on any level really kind of in that realm of of identity quite as much as other times. So sometimes we're in a, a wider, less defined, kind of more expansive perspective. And yet again, we keep on moving down this continuum, you know, and then we get into more and more expansiveness. And sometimes we are in the perspective of energy or life or mind. And that that tends to feel really good. Now, it's easy for it to start to feel and look and sound like that's where we should be more or that's the better end to be at or something like that because it tends to feel good. But I think it's important to see that's not really the way it is. Like it just, it tends to feel good because everything that limits and constricts and hurts us in life is a thought that looks really real. And the more thoughts we have that look really real, concepts, ideas, identities that look really real, well, the more we're at the first end of the spectrum. You know, the the more likely we are, just the more we are in a perspective where our separate identity is really active. So it's a little bit of a, it's like a, a, a false relationship in a sense. They're, they're correlated, but it doesn't necessarily mean that these big, wide, open, expansive oneness perspectives are best or where we should be or anything like that. If we were only there, I think obviously like our life would be completely different. Like we'd be dead maybe, or we would just be like what it means to be human is that we move up and down the scale of perspective, that we get to fully live and play as human beings in this me identity. And that we're, we're always kind of moving along that scale. Do you, do you see that little bit of misunderstanding where where it feels good to let go because often a lot of what's wrapped up in our identity is not happy stuff. It is very limiting. And so we start to feel like we're we're being scrunched into this little box that we don't quite fit in. And that's what hurts. That's what we call discomfort or suffering or whatever we call it. But that doesn't mean that it's bad at that end. We need that end. It's beautiful at that end. In fact, I've recently really, really seen this as I was hearing someone talk about the fact that, um, you know, in our life, like we we live for a hundred years if we're lucky. And as this bigger creative energy, this lifetime as a human being with a separate identity is what it's all about. You know, like like creative life energy can just float around not taking form, undifferentiated in full expansion all the time. It always has and it always does and it always will. The fact that it takes shape and form, the fact that we create labels and structure around it that say me and mine and you and yours and all of that, the fact that it does that shows us like that it has to want that. (laughs) It sounds like a weird way of saying it, but 
You know, like it has to want that. That kind of has to be the point. I believe that. If something's happening, it's not happening on accident. There is an enormous intelligence in everything. So it has to be the point on some level. Whether we, from our little human minds, understand that point or like it or agree with it or get comfortable within it, that's a totally different conversation. But the fact that we have these perspectives that are so often so predominantly at the end of the spectrum where we look and feel separate and our identity feels very solid, that has to be the point. It has to be a beautiful thing. And I think it has to be what that energy is wanting. So it's a little bit crazy to to kind of brush that off or to say, oh, no, I don't like that. I just want to be the oneness. I mean, you can be crazy if you want, but if you look at it in this bigger way, like, What's even cooler is that we can we can love all of it. We can appreciate all of it, you know, and we can fully live in the acknowledgement of all of it and like really be in all of it, not just not just trying to get ourselves to a place where we feel connected with everything and and realize that there's no personal identity. So we're always sliding around in these perspectives. And to me, I think this understanding, this new paradigm, this conversation that we're in, what it does is just extend that slide. Whereas I know for myself, I I mean, I, I guess I don't know this, but it feels to me like I used to live in maybe the the bottom like quarter of that slide, you know, where where I was always me for the most part, not always, but you know, largely me and it's real and it's solid and my life and my issues and all of that. Not to say that we're like selfish if we're there, but that's just where the perspective is, right? So everything's revolving around that. And sometimes my mind would get a little peaceful and I'd see a little bigger picture. And I knew that way out there, there was a bigger picture, but I thought that was for when you died. I really did for years and years, studying spiritual stuff even. I thought, yeah, that's not human life. Like those, those higher levels of down that slide, you know, to where you're really feeling this connection and oneness and no identity. I honestly just thought that's what happened when you died. Because when I was in high school, I um I did my we had to do like this big term paper that was typed on a typewriter and you know you had to have all these sources and read a bunch of books and anyway I did mine on near death experiences and this was in like the early 90s so um there weren't nearly as many I mean like Anita Morjani wasn't around yet like there weren't nearly it wasn't as popular as it is now at all but there were enough that I could do a paper on it And that's what everyone said. Everyone who had a near-death experience, the common thread in all of them was that there's this sense of all the pettiness and all the tightness and all the problems and all the individual stuff just falls away. And you see that you've always been one with everything. But I think in my 15-year-old mind, I, I just said, okay, well, then that's the, that's the truth of who we are, but we don't see it as when we're alive as human beings. We just have to wait till we die for that, which was kind of comforting, to be honest. <laughs> it was limiting, which I didn't realize how limiting it was, but it was still comforting. So I was like, oh, well, death's cool then. I'm, I don't have to fear that. So 
that's how it looked, you know, and it feels like there was just this very stunted little area on the slide where I kind of hung out and spent my time. And, and as I've seen more and more about all of this, that has grown. And I, I think that's, I don't know, I'd be curious to hear from, um, from you. I'll ask my, my little school of big changers what they think about that. But I think that's like the biggest thing that this, this kind of conversation does is it just extends that. There are more and more moments of um, really deeply realizing the oneness. And of course, a mind will jump in. Mind's doing it right now, <laughs> thinking about, well, what does that mean and look like? And like, we'll, we'll want to, we'll just want to overthink that because that's just what our mind does. But, you know, you just know it. You know what you feel. You know if your experience of life has has grown and expanded or if it's shrunk or if it's kind of just stayed right where it is. And I like the idea that maybe the point or the the bigger benefit in this is that we just get a more expanded experience of life. Not that we're going to swing to the oneness end and hang out there, but that we get to slide back and forth more and more often, more and more fully, with more and more ease, and never really feel stuck in any place. And that is another thing that I, I know people have experienced, and I have as well, that even when I'm fully in me and my issues and what seems so real and solid, you just know better. You know, you just, you just know better in the back of your mind which doesn't make it a real experience in that moment, but you know better. <laughs> you just, just something can't get too caught up about that being the end of things. You can't see a way out and you can't get out of the feeling, but somewhere in you, it's just closer to the surface knowing that you will be out of the feeling and that it isn't, that you aren't seeing clearly. So, I don't know. I love this. This is just my new favorite like this week, my new favorite kind of way of thinking about it. For some reason, perspective feels different to me than levels of consciousness. I know it's a very similar conversation, but I hope it opens up something in you because levels of consciousness, I guess, feels like we're really traveling and we are really traveling but it's also cool, like the, pers- the word perspective reminds us that all of it's always there. It's, all, it's always all true. We are both separate individual human beings feeling what's moving through us in that given moment and nothing else ever. And we are connected and one with everything. It's just a matter of whatever we experience in any given moment. It's just a matter of where our perspective happens to be. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. We'll talk to you next week.